got your baby. He's got your baby. <laughs> that's that's the uh, director's cut of Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to yet another episode of Idiot Syncratic. Episode five. Big episode five, baby. Dang. We made it. We we're, done it. We're almost on two hands. We're almost on two hands. This is the show where what we're talking about today is all that matters. I'm Justin. Gomez, little homez, little bitch fingers, little dick fingers, little baby fingers. Um uh y- y- your mother with that hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host for today's episode. For this episode, episode number five, big episode five. And I'm joined hey. by my man, Mr. Alex Hoto. Get uh, it? <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That's a hard cut, man. Cause like in middle school, like, you know, kids used to get me with that. They're they're ruthless. I know. Oh yeah. You know, oh, this brings up a little a little side rant, a little something. Cause <laughs> hey, we make a lot of Mexican jokes and uh I realize there's a lot of white people out there who are probably like Oh, Nani? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, it's not even funny. Like, what are they talking about? They just start laughing. We just start laughing to each other. And you know, I was thinking, like, it's jokes that are insiders to us, so we think they're funny. But like, sometimes people don't even realize who are Mexican. Because I was like, you know, that one time when you're like, it's your boy Maricon. Yeah. And I was like, no, they probably don't know what we're talking about. It's like, because it's like, it sounds like Maricon. Yeah. You know, which means like a little gay kid. Yeah. In Spanish. So, so now y'all know. That's, yeah. what, that's what Maricon is. All you whites out there, now you know. Yeah, all you whites. And all you, all you Mexicans who couldn't connect the dots. You're just dumb. Yeah. You are just dumb. Br- broaden your scopes. Yeah, broaden so, your horizons a little So bit. now you understand why Justin's proud to be American. Proud to be American? Because <laughs> <laughs> at least I know I can suck. Yeah. Wait. Oh, man. I feel bad now because like, I feel like that was anti-American. It's like sacrilege to, to freedom. No, we have the freedom to be Americans. That is the that is directly supportive of freedom of the freedoms that America has to offer us to be Americans. I love America. The on today's show, on, the planet. on today's show, we're going to be getting into tiny cash registers, little, uh, little baby ones, little baby cash registers. Are they for babies? Uh, you'll see. Okay, they make me feel like a freaking baby, and. <laughs> Music ing, yeah. I mean, this one's, the act pre- of this doing one's the pretty music. self-explanatory. Explanatory, yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what what uh what that means. I, I think it means it has to do with people making music or playing music. The act of doing the music. Mm. Am, I, am I pretty close on that? Mm. You're exactly right. Oh hell, am I really? Yeah. <clears throat> finally, we but, finally did but it. But in what context? Oh. People that shouldn't be musicking. No, this one's kind of positive. Oh, dang. Maybe uh, good, informative, possibly. I'm gonna need you to offset mine because it's gonna be uh, it's gonna get it's gonna be a fiery hellscape in here in a few minutes. All right, so the, I hope you guys are ready to learn and also ready to get like really pissed off. I'm assuming. <laughs> yep, every, it's mine affects everybody. Especially listeners of this podcast. What do, you, what do you think mine means? What do you think my tiny cash registers is all about? Mm, I, I can only imagine that it has to do with maybe like Square. Oh, that's... A, okay. Wait, okay. Oh, that's a here's good, my guess because here's something that pisses me off. Whenever, um, whenever you, you buy something and people like use the Square and then on the iPad is like 
leave a tip and then the buttons are like 20, 25. It's like, oh. it's like a lot. And you're like, what the f-? You're like, no tip, bitch. <laughs> and you're like, but now, now you feel like an asshole because you didn't tip them. But you're like, but they're the assholes for not giving you the choice that you wanted, yeah, for not like, letting you be, be flexible about it. Like, I just bought a cup of coffee. I don't want to tip you fucking 25% of my cup of coffee. Jeez. Yeah. That's a, okay. That's a, that's a pretty good All way to look at it. All you did was pour it. <laughs> I, I put the most effort in here. I got in my car and drove here to get it. You just sat behind the counter and poured my yeah, coffee for me. To myself, 25%. So try to guess what we're going to be talking about before we actually hop into those interests later on in the show. And before we do so, let's go ahead and recap last week's episode. Uh, episode four, A New Hope Hole. Get it? Do you, you get it? <laughs> uh, so on that episode, my interest was uh, our Lord and Savior, Netflix, and how amazing they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, came to the conclusion that uh, I will pay them as much money as they want to charge me. I might be the only one in that category, but... I probably will, unless it gets excessive. Yeah. You know? But... Even then, I might pay. I think they're going to continue to grow. So I think um, if their services... Like mirror the amount of money that they're charging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they came out and raised their prices and said we're doing it because we're making more content, I was, no, like, I was like, "Cool, all on board for that." Absolutely, keep it going. Uh, your interest for last week was bro scientists. Yeah, specifically, it was about creatine, and um, I left a lot of stuff out, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, the creatine cretins aren't listening to us. They they won't care. Yeah, they won't. They hear creatine, they're like, ah, shouldn't be taking it. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, but just so everybody knows, I take creatine hydrochloride. So go look that up if, you, if you're just, if you're curious, that's what I take. It's full of hydrochlorides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron, our very first guest on the podcast, uh, Mr. Aaron Gomez from the Film Roll Podcast. A.K.A. Little Truth Fingers. <laughs> That's good. He's got 911 fingers. <laughs> his, his interest was the, and I made sure to put it in quotes, the truth about 9-11. Spooky. Uh, yeah. I don't have that button. Spooky. <laughs> and uh, he, was, he was surprisingly convincing in certain areas. I was fully ready to tear him to shreds about the whole thing. But there were mm. a few times where he would say stuff and I'm like, yeah, but where are the wings? I still think it's crazy. I do too. I just don't. I just don't think I have the information to combat it. Yeah, yeah that's know? how I feel too. I feel. I felt. I felt like I went into battle with uh, with a with a switchblade, and he's got a AK forty seven. Yeah, it's like uh, he's on level ninety nine, and you're on like level five. So oh you, God. You, you have like leather armor and a dagger, and he has like Daedric armor and yeah, whatever obsidian blades and, you know, and a rocket launcher. <laughs> An Elven rocket launcher. Uh, Elven rocket launcher. <laughs> so that was the episode for last week. If you haven't heard it yet, it was a great episode. It was over two hours long, and it was absolutely necessary. Uh, we definitely enjoyed having Aaron on. Uh, people responded very well to him, so we'll have him back on with another crazy batshit conspiracy that he has that apparently you guys love. Yo, you guys love conspiracies. So he's got a whole bunch of them inside of his hope hole that he'll bring out for you guys. <clears throat> so we'll have them on soon. And uh yeah, so that was that's what went on last week. You can check it out. Uh Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud with my boy Quicksand Graves. Dude, oh, oh yeah. Hey, do you think he got his name from Rick Grimes? 
Quicksand Graves? Yeah, like Rips, Rick Sand Grimes. Oh. Quicksand Graves? Maybe it's his favorite. He's a Walking Dead fan? It's his favorite character. Oh, yeah, but hey, real quick, uh, just a little update on last week's news bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it, and you couldn't tell that I was, or I guess Aaron couldn't tell that I was trying to say that it had nothing to do with it. Freaking Arab immigrants. Oh, yeah. I like, think he I, just kept like Googling it and he thought I was saying like, no, that's not where the area of Emirates is. And I was like, no, I mean like it's in Africa, obviously. Yeah. Like freaking between Egypt and Sudan. When I was listening to it too, I was, I could see where both of you guys were coming from. Yeah. I could see how I was not clear what I was saying that like, no, it's not about that. But he was like, no, I'm pulling it up. So I was like. No, I know where the Arab Emirates is, yeah, Alex. And I was like, it has nothing to do with Arab I just threw that out there when. Okay, anyways. Classic miscommunication that you see in TV shows and movies. Oh, it's like a sitcom. All right, so let's go ahead and hop into some little (laughs) cute little newsy bits for this episode. And uh, do you want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. You know the answer. uh, Okay. Gotcha. Shit. Russia may label McDonald's a foreign agent hell-bent on damaging people's health. Okay. Okay, and um, I'm not in in disagreement with that actually. Yeah, but I think it's funny because it's Russia, you know. Ah, that's amazing. And and they're kind of naturally anti-American, but right now they seem to be like buddy buddy with our boy, you know, the Trump. Oh, and I was thinking. Here's my theory. This has nothing to do with the article, but I was thinking maybe it's because it's McDonald's. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh-oh, Alex, I think you just stumbled upon the greatest conspiracy of all. Of all. So, you just figured it out. So, essentially, it seems that the Russians believe that McDonald's and also KFC are... <laughs> KFC too? Yeah. They're American agents infiltrating Russia to A... um take away from their cuisine, basically. Like, you know, they're taking money away from, okay. you know, like drawing from the mom and pop shops. Okay, that makes so sense. kind of hurting the economy, I guess. Although I don't see how McDonald's or KFC could be described as cuisine. Yeah, I know, right? But I guess. And <laughs> B, also, they're like fattening up the Russians. So ah, yeah. In time of war, you know. Uh, too slow to run. They're too slow to run. They can't run at us with their bayonets. Their fingers are too fat to put in the little gun hole. They can't. <laughs> to pull the trigger. They can't pull the trigger. Their fingers are too fat. Yeah. <laughs> and with all this hacking that's been going on, them hacking our election, their fingers are going to be too fat to even hack, to even use on a keyboard. Yeah. They're, they're gonna, I can't hit the A button. I just keep hitting <laughs> S and Qs. They're going to mess up the, their, their virus scripts. They won't be able to hack us anymore. Yeah, instead of a Trojan horse, it's going to be a Trojan um, Loki. Oh my God, that's a callback. That's a callback to some of the some of the worst mythology I've ever heard in my life, or the best. Yeah, I it might be my favorite actually. The more I think about it, horseback. Yeah. I think the craziest thing about this article, possibly the craziest, is that okay. So the guy who proposed it, it was uh, his name was Boris Chernyshev. Vodka. I can't. I don't know. Yeah. His name's Boris Vodka. <laughs> He's a 26-year-old lawmaker in Moscow in the uh, Federal Russian Assembly. But so, I don't know why that stood out to me so much. Oh, could you, I, that, he's a, that he's a 26-year-old lawmaker? Yeah. He's a millennial. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. Um, 
I know, I know wisdom doesn't come with age. Like people say that it sure. does. It, it definitely doesn't. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, have you lived enough life to, to propose stupid shit like this? I don't think so. I think when indoctrination is such a, such a key part in one's life and one's uh, upbringing in a specific country, uh, that's, that's how you get zealots, you know? Yeah. And I feel like this guy is just straight up America is the enemy. Um, in with his crazy beliefs that we're well, actually they're, they're not actually that crazy. That we're fattening up their their soldiers and whatnot. McDonald's is responsible for a lot of fattening up of kids <clears throat> and adults because of how unhealthy the food is. But what's dumb though is like it, we're doing it to ourselves too. Sure. So uh, I I <laughs> I wonder if if it's the issue is that we're, maybe we're westernizing their cold country or something. I don't know. Mm. But it just sounds like, it sounds very gung-ho Russia, you know, down with the Americans. Yeah. Calling us the damn foreign agents. Bitch. Bitch, please. It's kind of weird. He wasn't alive for the, well, yeah, was he? No, he wasn't. For For the Cold War and stuff? No. I wonder if we have any Russian listeners. I don't think so. We have have a listener in Portugal. Remember that? Oh, yeah. By the way, I just want to give a big obrigado to our- uh, Obrigado. That probably sounded too uh, Brazilian. I don't know. I've never heard Portuguese- Portuguese. Yeah. I've only heard Brazilian Portuguese. You never heard a, a Portuguese speak Portuguese? Mm-mm. But, oh yeah, hey, also shout out to our Norwegian listener. Oh yeah. I don't know how to say thank you in Norwegian though. Maybe you can email me and tell me. It's like this. I think that's how you say it. I think that's how you say it. Lederhusen? Lederhusen. Leinenkugel. Hey. Oh my God. Hey, is Norway where Norse mythology comes from? It has to be. Norseway mythology? Norseway mythology. Hey, Norse, uh, Norway listener guy or, or girl. We don't- Oh, we yeah, don't, guy yeah, or girl. Guy I'm, or girl. I'm not going to assume your gender. Our, uh, our demographic is split 50-50 right down the middle. I'm just saying that. I don't actually know. But send us. Send us this information. Prove, prove this to us because we want to know if you have grown up on these amazing stories, these amazing, amazing stories about horse rape and- about Thor just being a, an, an asshole. Are you a Viking and is it your religion? Yeah, is that your religion? Or am I being ignoramus? Well, hey, we're idiots. What do you expect? What do you expect? You ready for my newsy bit? Yes. Uh, so this comes out of uh, our favorite country in the world, especially the, apparently to make fun of because we do it every episode. Marriages to anime wives recognized by Japanese company. Waifus? Waifus, yes, sir. With fewer people getting married and having kids in Japan over the years, one company thought it prudent to embrace the future and recognize marriages between men and their anime waifus. The term refers to an anime girl whom a fan has taken a specific liking to. Yeah, but the only thing that's wrong with that is um, it, it's inherently going to be polygamous. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because like, you'll get, yeah. you, you get the nerd guys who have the, uh, you know, they all have the, the, the little... Man crush on, or not a man crush? They have the little anime crush on how, the same girl. How many times has Sakura from Naruto been married to a chubby little Japanese boy? Yeah, probably thirty thousand, so on and so forth. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Instagram posts with uh, anime girls, and it's like hashtag waifu. Ah, uh, and it's like doesn't count. Doesn't count. Well. It does. It now. does now. Since anime fans typically have more than one waifu, which it's 
there's polygamy, polygamy. on the other side. Uh, Gatebox took this into consideration. This is the company that's uh, that's recognizing these. They specifically mentioned that only one waifu could be registered. This means fans will really have to think long and hard on which waifu to officially tie the knot with. <laughs> Got yep. that? Yeah. Really, it's sit, gonna be tough. Sit down with each of your waifu pillows. Who do you love most? Which one of those do you love most? And then the other thirty-eight that you have. You have to burn them in front of your waifu pillow that you've chosen. You have to, you, she has to feel the guilt that you feel. Apart from registering for marriage, Gatebox also accepts job applications. <laughs> this is, for hand is jobs? so weird. Yeah. Luckily, blow jobs? Uh, I'm sorry, lucky applicants who get hired and have successfully registered their waifu marriage are entitled to receive a monthly stipend of 5,000 yen, which is 60 bucks here, on top of their salary. So if you, if you uh, work for them and you register your waifu with them, you get an extra 60 bucks on top of your salary. To sweeten the deal, these new Gatebox employees could also take the day off to celebrate their waifu's birthday. <laughs> Anime characters in Japan often have an official birthday, which fans celebrate each year. So, uh, yeah, applications will be accepted between November 22nd and December 7th, guys. That's Hur- so weird. Hurry up. You want to get those waifus registered? Yeah, Daniel-san. I, I might, We're talking to you. I might actually, if I were to live in Japan, I might have actually done that just to get the extra day off and the extra 60 bucks on my salary. Yeah, but you'd have to work for them. I don't think, I don't think every company in Japan is going to honor it. Assuming, of course, I work for Gatebox. Yeah. I, I'll take the waifu pillow up there. Look, it's, <laughs> look, She brought me lunch. Look, it's one of the Sailor Moons. Can I have my money now? Yeah, it's Sailor Mercury. <laughs> she brought me lunch. We need a Japanese button. Is this racist? I don't know if it's racist, but I'm going to go ahead and... and, uh, This is the the only Japanese button I have. I'm going to go ahead and... uh, You know what? It's not racist. I'll save a button. We we, we have two new buttons. Well, actually, we have three new buttons for everybody. Oh, yeah. You'll probably hear them throughout this episode because uh, one one critique I've gotten is that we are low-key extremely racist, especially towards Japanese people. But somebody had said that. Yeah, but it's and I went back and I, I was listening to him and I was like, we do make a lot of Japanese jokes. But yeah, but it's like it's, our, they're our favorite culture. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. I I hundred percent agree. And they're also extremely easy to make fun of. They're, yeah, it's low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit. We love the Japanese culture. We're not racist, but Mm-mm. we love racist jokes, especially toward cultures that we definitely enjoy mm-hmm. and that are extremely yep. weird objectively weird when it comes to stuff like this i think yeah especially in this pc world that we live in mm-hmm. it's okay to be it's okay to be funny about certain things especially again when it, it is objectively weird so uh yeah november 22nd to december 7th get get out there fat little japanese kids get those waifus registered apply for gatebox these guys are thinking outside the box who are you going to apply for um, you mean my waifu? Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, oh, you know who's a a popular one? Uh, Urza from Fairy Tale. Have you seen that? Mm-mm, I haven't. Oh, she's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. Mine's gonna be Chio from Naruto. Granny Chio. Uh-huh. Chio Basama. Yeah, that's gonna be mine. I hope no one's taking it. I'm gonna reach out to Gatebox and make sure no one's taking well, it. Isn't she like a hundred? It's 100 years of experience, baby. Yeah, it's okay. When she has her little diamond, she looks young. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) All right. 
Are you ready for these intros, my man? Yeah, let's just hop right in. Let's take a dive. Let's uh, plunge. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start it off with... I'm just kidding. You started off. I'm the host today, oh, bitch. shit. And there you have it. The, the first guitar riff every single person learns when learning to play guitar. Smoke on the water. And fire in the sky. Yeah, I remember when I first learned how to play guitar and didn't know what chords or power chords were. I just, you know, you just stay on the low E and you're just like, yeah, oh, the one string one. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it hurts your fingers. (laughs) Ow, ow. Yeah, you you try to practice. How does everybody do this? You can't push down hard enough. It's like, "Mm." it's like, dink. (laughs) It sounds like you mess up in Guitar Hero. Dink. Oh, that's where they got that noise from. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, that guy looks like such a badass over there playing guitar in the corner of the room? Every day of my life. Yeah, and all the girls are like flocked over to him. And, you know, they're just. And sometimes the guys too. Yeah, the guys are throwing their money and the girls are throwing their chonies. We don't discriminate here. Yeah, and, and man, it's like, man, that guy looks so cool. And sometimes he can sing, sometimes he can't. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's, that's how cool it is being a guy who plays guitar. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, too, from what I found out, is that they know, on average, just a little bit more than you do when it comes yep. to playing guitar. They just yep. make it look cool, you know? Anybody could be that guy. It's super easy. Oh, say, okay. Oh, this is where you, that's, that's where you're going with this. I'm just, yeah, I'm basically just that's talking about, um, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've, people always want to learn instruments, mm-hmm. but, you know, few of them pull the trigger. True. So I just want to shine a little light behind the curtain. Um, just a background. Justin is a drummer in a band known as Pseudo Future. So go check them out on the iTunes and stuff. He won't plug himself because he's too like noble or something. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, man. But uh, I will. They're really good. Um, yeah. And actually, the way me and Justin met, here's our origin story. It was a long and stormy night. And just like tonight. Alex was uh, on Craigslist looking around. Good old Craigslist. Yep. He had been guitaring about, since he was about 15, he was probably about 19 now. And uh, he was actually looking for a metalcore band because he was really into uh, Devil Wears Prada at this time. (laughs) I remember that. But lo and behold, he stumbled upon an ad for a pop punk guitarist. (laughs) And he answered the ad and showed up to the uh, audition. And who was there? And uh, Justin Little Ho Fingers was there, and he was hitting on the drummies, the drummy drums. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just me and Eric's there. Remember that? Oh yeah. Because the other guys when I arrived, we had once he joined the band, we we were up to five people. But uh, the other guys, I don't think they could they could be there that day. So it was just me, and this is when Eric's and I had just started dating for maybe a year or so and so she came along with me and this was this was here in grand it was in grand prairie right wait looking back now was she there in case i tried to rob you so she could no no she just she came help out she came along to oh, hang out yeah because <laughs> like, um, she would do nothing yeah, yeah. stop yeah no, dude, <laughs> she, she just yelled really she would whoop your ass that's what would have oh, happened shit. um yeah i think it was here in grand prairie because i that's when i lived in in irving and the practice space that we were at belonged to our brand new bassist who mm. used us. Yeah, bass money bags. 
basis bitch ass money bags driving a what was he driving an Ashton Martin or something ridiculous and they had those yep. stupid furry hats the guy used us he he took us on and he wanted to be the bassist in the band but he, he every time every at every show he wore a big stupid wig that was dumb, the same color of his shirt it was weird like he one time he wore a guy. green shirt and it was a giant green wig he was a weird freaking guy hey if you're out there Fuck you. Dude, you suck, man. You're the worst. <laughs> you are the worst type of person. I forgot his name, but well, we don't have to call him John that, or Jake or Paul. Jingleheimer or Schmidt. Jingleheimer Schmidt. And that's how we met. And uh, fast forward, here we are. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we ended up playing in a band for like a couple years on and off called The Hollow Empire. Made a, made a record together, made, made a music video mm. together. Oh yeah, you can go find that on YouTube, but uh, just disclaimer, it's very embarrassing to me because I'm really fat and i have really long hair so and his wife's in it my wife is she, in it she plays our love interest i was gonna leave that out because i don't want to like out her but <laughs> okay it's, it's out there now it's such a bad video it's such a bad you video. know what? i'm i'm actually like semi-proud of it but i mean it, it's a cool video check it out um but yeah weren't that band is no longer but this friendship will last forever it remained we were, we were the I think uh, we're the best bros in the band. Yeah, I would say this guy was in my wedding too. That's oh how, yeah, that's how that's how, that's how friends we are. That's how friends we are. And uh, his he named his baby after me. Yep, kind of. His name is Alex Alexander Soto Little Hoto Gomez Gomez Soto. Yep. Yeah, so that that's what became of that that thing. But that's not even the point. The point is. What's my point? <laughs> I, I just want to sit here and jerk each other off some more. So, um, yeah, so I started out playing guitar when I was like 15. And, uh, what was it? oh, yeah, what about you? When did you start playing drums? Um, I was, I might have been around this. No, no, I was, oh, I was, I was 16 because I had started playing right before I had a lot of my life, uh, especially my teenage years, revolves. Uh, kind of around when I met Eric's and that kind of stuff because it was mm-hmm. arguably the most important moment of my life. You became a scene kid. <laughs> I became a scene kid. Who, but who wasn't a scene kid back then? Especially here. Well, I mean, if you see my hair, <laughs> the scenest of kids. Well, that doesn't count as scene hair, does it? I kind think so. Of. You okay. you had the red jumpsuit apparatus hair. I guess. Yeah, I'll take it. And um, oh, yeah, we, it, we also played with red jumpsuit apparatus a couple times. Twice, yeah. In the Hollow Empire. Yep. And. Uh, it was about a year before I met Eric's, and uh, I think I'd, I, well, I'd always seen my dad play, and he he would always play like the Hana music for us. That that was all that he played, and I would watch him, you know, just kind of uh, just air drum him out or actually drum him out. And uh, I finally had the chance to to get on a kit when I was like eleven or twelve, just to kind of play around with it. And then I didn't have another chance until I was like sixteen. I went over to my buddy's house, and he had. A brand new pearl kit, and pearls are are it's an awesome it's an awesome brand, awesome kit. Word. And I got to get on that thing and beat the hell out of it. I think he actually he stopped playing after that too. It's like that's a waste of a brand new pearl kit, you dick. Oh, dude. And, and then uh, yeah, I so I, I told my parents about it, and I think uh, this was I was in alternative school at the time for fighting, and um, <laughs> it was hell getting on the bus going back and forth. And uh, my days were pretty miserable doing that. And I remember getting home about a week after that. And in my living room was a drum kit for me. 
Dang. It, yeah, it was a it was a cheap little first act kit. Um, so nothing cool. special, but it was my own drum kit. So yeah, that was when I was I think I was sixteen. I, I was I was gonna be I'd be going on to seventeen in a few months from there. And I, I met Eric's around that time too. Nice. Yep. So around the same time. Yeah, and we we both ended up starting a crappy uh, first bands of high school <laughs> friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was actually going to my first band. We were going to play in the school talent show, and we were going to do a Paramore cover. Like there was this girl who went to school with us who was in show choir. So she was like a really good oh, singer. Yeah, we nice. didn't have a good singer, you know. I would try to sing, but you know, I'm not. I'm not that great. But she's an actual singer. Yeah, she was a real singer. And so we had a. Uh, we we're going to cover. That's what you get. Nice. We're so sick, man. When you land your win. Wrong one. And then um Are you sure? You know, I don't know. <laughs> what's what's I a paramour? I can't tell what you're saying. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're man, we we're so excited and it got canceled because of swine flu. Oh my god. Are you serious? I'm serious. And that was gonna be my lucky break. Or so I thought. <laughs> you know, when you're that age. Yeah. Everything's going to be your lucky break. This show is going to make or break it for us. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. crazy. It's freaking swine flu. Did you guys actually played in your talent we, show? Yeah, right? we did. That's uh, I'm jealous. That's how I met Eric's actually. Oh, man. Again, so everything revolves around when I met her. Uh, it's like destiny. It really was. Yeah, we, uh, the first band I started was with uh, a childhood friend of mine. He was a bassist. And he, he was the one that took me over to his friend's house to play on, on his kit. Was he? Probably Racist basis? No, he's a pretty cool guy. Pretty, okay. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. He let me in the band. I remember, I'm Mexican. Uh, he let me in the band. Uh, yeah, we were like a drum and bass thing. It was weird. It was dumb. But it was cool to... <laughs> only rhythm. <laughs> Basically. But he played it like a guitar, so that was kind of weird. And then, after... I know somebody who does that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't say it. Patrick Hunter. Oh, shit. <laughs> after, uh, yeah, after that, after we kind of stopped doing that, just because it was, it was just like an experiment... Um, uh, a band from Eric's high school drafted me to play their talent show. So I, I went there and I played their talent show and we won. Dang. Yeah. That's so sick. What'd you win? Come like, on. I didn't win shit. They won. I think they won like a day off of school or something like that. What? I didn't get shit. It wasn't my school. Now I think about it. That pisses me off. Where is my prize? Hey, they owe you a day off. You owe me a day off, Jack of E. Work. Singley Academy. Sports and Outdoors. Dude. The right stuff, the right price. Give me my day off. They jipped me out of that shit. They they took me. They took me from my band, put me in this damn talent show, and then won some. I was used again. That was the first time I was used. Dang, you've been used throughout your musical I career. I get used all the damn time. It sucks. You're like a musical prostitute. And then Johnny Cakes with his weird ass wigs used us. And uh, Johnny Cakes. He took us on tour though. Remember that? Oh yeah. So that the way that he used us, we didn't even we didn't even talk about <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah. Was uh, uh so he he had a band that had some dates and uh they probably kicked him out. I don't I forgot what his story was, but he was such a dick. He probably just got kicked out of his band. Yeah. But he was such an entitled piece of shit that um he just joined our band and was like, "Hey, I already have all these dates." Took us, played the dates, and, and then-, then quit. <laughs> And then kicked us out of his practice space. Remember that yeah. was his practice space. Oh yeah. And he he him and his dad gave me a china. It was a it was a sweet Zildjian. It was like a 22 inch china or something. And that's that's awesome. That's like the creme de la creme of chinas. Yeah. And they gave it to me. 
And they took it back? Yeah. Yeah, the Indian gave it. So oh, uh wait, I, I don't think you can say that anymore. Oh, I can't? Probably racist. Oh man, that might be probably racist. I'm sorry, guys. Where's my racist button? I can't find it anywhere. But uh, I'll find it, I'll find it one of these days. Um yeah, so they t- <laughs> I, I asked him about it. After he kicked this out, I was like, hey, the China you gave me, uh it's still mine, right? And he goes, No. no. <laughs> what a did he goes. LOL. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Yeah, and now we've come full circle we've once come again. Full circle. We should just call this band Circles. Our band, uh, our our bassist was uh, it was actually Quicksand Graves. That's that's why he uh, started dropping me his uh, mixtape because he's so. Did, did his mixtape have a shitty bassline on it? It did. It did, and I could hear my China in the background. Was it like this? Boom, a boom, boom, boom. A boom, boom. The one cool thing he did was he had that that foot piano. Remember oh, that? Remember that thing? Yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. That was cool. But yeah. enough about John Jimmy Cakes or whatever. Jimmy, his name was Jimmy. Oh, it was Jimmy. <laughs> suck it, Jimmy. You suck. Yeah. Yep. So that's just a little background of you know me and me and Thrustin's uh, musical life. Uh, now I don't play much. Uh, I just dabble at home by myself. Uh, mostly I get drunk with the boys and. Some guitars come out. They always do. And then we get swifty. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I might, I'll probably wait till I'm like about midlife crisis and then start an 80s cover band. There you go. Yeah. Whoa. Living on a prayer. Take my hand. Sorry, I went Pearl Jam. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> in two ways. Um, so everybody who is interested in musicking, you might be thinking to yourself, that sounds expensive. You know, what does it take to get into it? Well, Justin just said that his first kit was a first deck, which, uh, you know, they're, they're, they have entry-level stuff. And, um, and they're decent for, yeah, they're, for, they're, for they're the good. price. They're it, good for, uh, what, what would you call it? Economic. They're very... They're very economical. Yeah. yeah, I think that first that kit was if it wasn't a hundred bucks, it was under a hundred. And it's not about it's not about the quality of the instrument or how much it costs. It's about how you play it. And if you're exactly. if you're passionate enough about it, if you really want to do it, you will make that thing sound good. And here's the thing: there is very terrible instruments that you can buy that uh, won't even really allow you to practice because. Um, like you can buy guitars that won't even tune. They won't even stay in tune. Yeah. Um, you know, there's kits, same, you know, same deal. Yeah. But, um, I think first act is a good entry level where they're, you know, they're very good for the price and they're not going to, you're not going to spend all your money on it. Um, my dad bought me a Takamini. Takamini. Oh, nice. From a pawn shop. And, um, I still have that guitar to this day. There you go. Yeah, and uh, so I learned to play on that guy in an acoustical. That's actually, I'm glad you brought that up too, how you can you can go bargain hunting at certain pawn shops and, and whatnot. Yeah, you can find good deals. My my favorite guitar that I have right now is a 1991 Gold Top Les Paul. And my dad got it at a garage sale for 125 bucks. Which is ridiculous. It's as old as I am, and it's a Gold Top Les Paul. And the thing plays like a dream. And he got it for 125 bucks at a, at a garage sale. Yeah, so you don't have to break the bank, you know. It's, it's easy to get into. And then once you get a little better, if you do stick with it, then, you know, you can, you can worry about that later. Yeah. 
again, if you're passionate enough about it, you'll make that instrument sound good. And if you're really, really passionate and you want to you want to make a career out of this or you want to start a band, you know, you'll save up some money and you'll go get the guitar of your dreams. What you need. Yeah, get, what you need, exactly. Get an amp and get blah, an blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're super, um, I want to say nice, but there's practice amps that you could buy for like 50 bucks that'll have built on overdrive. Yeah. So you could sound like a rock star. Yep. Right from the get-go. You know, so. Thank God for technology nowadays. Yeah, I think like a hundred bucks, if that is a good, Starting starting place. Yep. You know, if you're wanting to be a guitar player, get yourself a guitar tuner. It's like maybe like twenty bucks, if that. Yep. You, they actually have apps on your on your phone. Like one of the one of the apps. Oh, that's only right. apps I've ever paid for, and I paid ten bucks for this app. It's uh, uh, I think it's Guitar Pro or something like that. It's got it's got a tuner on it, and it yeah. it's it looks like the uh, like the Boss tuner. Yeah, it has a thing that does this. Yeah, and you can see it on stage. You know. Yeah, uh, they have free ones too. I think uh, if you type in guitar tuner on Google, it'll use the microphone on your computer to help you tune it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because when I started, there wasn't any of that stuff. Yep, and um, you don't even have to buy a tuner nowadays, I guess, if you're just starting out. Yep, I mean, I would recommend it if you're a you know touring musician or something, oh, you sure. know, when, once you get going, but yeah, they, they're on your phone. I have one on my phone too. Yeah, that's the one I mostly use. It's solid. <laughs> they work. Yeah, the, the, your phone speakers and microphones are are solid enough to 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 tell what that tone is pretty accurately and yeah. uh, transfer it to that app, and then that app is gonna run that and then tell you how you know how in tune you are. And it's it, they're really really accurate. Again, if you're if you have a computer with a mic on it, just go to Google, type in guitar tuner, and you've got that there too, completely for free. Yeah, and. Well, never mind. I was gonna talk about like when I started. One time, I uh, I googled a guitar tuner, mm-hmm. and there was one on there where you uh, it would play the tone. Oh, and you match it. Yeah, yeah. And when you first start, it's kind of hard. Yeah, to match tones. You, you can't know? hear the wavies. Yeah, the wavies. <laughs> Anyways, now that you know how much it costs to get started, you might be wondering to yourself, how long is this gonna take me? You know, before I can actually like play something, because. You know, some people are like, man, I got kids, I got jobs. Yeah. I got uh I got shit to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, for most people, they, you know, they can play chords pretty quick. Um, if you practice every day, which sounds like a lot, but even if you just like pick it up and strum around with it for like five minutes, like you'll get going in a few months. True. And that's you know, playing chords. So if you have an acoustic guitar and you wanna sing and play songs. That's your first step. You you need to learn chords. What chords go together? Learn your C, your G, your A minor. Minors. Your A minor. You know D- what I'm diminished fifth. And, you know, Justin, he just had to like hit on stuff. So Yeah, that's true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but again, another testament to uh, I guess willpower and um the general excitement of wanting to play music. When I first picked up a guitar, it's, it took, and I'm not, I'm not bragging by any means. Oh, it took me, it took me about a week to, yeah. to figure out how to do it. That, that's that's one thing. I'm I'm giving like a general population yeah. thing, but um, most people I know who are musicians now, it w- it wasn't even a couple months yeah. before they could play chords and stuff because exactly. And like this is how I am with literally anything that I get interested into. Like not to brag, but um. Like I'm good at a lot of things, and it's because it, when I get into something, I'm like really addicted 
Yeah. The know? passion. It's the passion. Yeah. So like all day, every day, like I was at school, like just like looking at tabs and stuff like exactly. on the computer when I wasn't supposed to. Uh, oh yeah. So that, uh, that's a, something you can use to learn songs. If you have a song you like, uh, go on ultimate, ultimate guitar. guitar. Yeah. yeah. And there you have tabs. So it's super easy because each line is the strings and then it'll have the number and that's the fret. Yeah. So all you have to do is, uh, listen Match to the song to get the rhythm. Match it up, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to know how to read music or anything like that. I think that's the bridge uh, between uh, to read music. Because, yeah. uh, you know, naturally, <clears throat> you're, the, the next step after that is learning how to read sheet music. But yeah. that, that, is, that is the... If I didn't have that, it would have taken me so much longer to learn how to play it. But yeah. tabs are... If you're going to start out right now, get you some tabs. And to be honest... Best thing you can do. As far as guitar goes... Um, depending on where you want to be, uh, you don't necessarily even need to know music theory or how to read music. Yeah. You know, if you're, I mean, like me, like I was addicted with it. So I wanted to learn all that stuff. So I actually ended up going to, or taking a lot of music classes in my community college, uh, on music theory. Cause I was, I was so into it, but, uh, I know like a lot of dudes who, They've just played by ear their whole life, and you know they're really good. They can freaking shred and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to a point where, after like years and years of playing, you don't even have to think about it. You know, it just comes out. Your soul just comes out of your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's. um, I'm also a major believer in uh, just feeling like you know the groove. Yeah. Um, it's very much a creative thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a passionate feeling building type thing. It, if you if you really want to learn how to do it, you will learn how to do it. If you're passionate enough about it, you're going to get you're going to surprise yourself in a few months when you realize that you can play an entire song and then yep. once you realize you can do that that you can actually start writing songs, you're going to impress yourself. But there's no there's no limit to uh, what passion can do for you. Yeah. And <clears throat> at very first, it might be a little hard because, I mean, your fingers aren't going to know what to do. It literally takes time to build up neurons in your hand, which are basically like your brain sends signals to your fingers. But then once you've been doing it a little bit, it, you got all these neurons. So your brain is like shortcuts. Awesome. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that back. Because I saw your face over there. It was just getting like more and more ridiculous. <laughs> like, are you serious right now? You bro-scienced me. I think it's true though. Uh, yeah, you get used to it. I might have read that somewhere. When I, when I first started doing it, my fingers were bleeding. Oh, remember, yeah. Do you remember? The, did yours too? Because it, it uh, hurts, I man. Didn't, I didn't let them bleed, but I, they got real sore. Yeah, mine- Because uh, you don't have calluses. I, I'm, I'm like you. when I have an addictive personality when it comes to stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And when it- when it comes to music or anything music related, creating and, and building and crafting and stuff like that, um, I will go all out as hard as I possibly can until I am bleeding and I can't do it anymore. Yep. Anybody who knows Justin, uh, you've seen him get bored and just start doing this. <laughs> I've actually, been, but he's so good at drums, he's actually playing stuff. I've actually been doing it over here with my left hand the whole time on this little thing. <laughs> yep, he's drumming right I'm now. not bored. I just, I can't help myself. I just do it. Yeah, but he's actually so good at drumming that he can air drum to learn songs. I've seen him do it. Thanks, man. When I went on tour with Pseudo Future, 
Uh, oh, the Surrenderson show? Yeah, Surrenderson's, they uh, had a mercenary drummer. He <laughs> <laughs> was a mercenary. That's great. Yeah, they hired him to do, these, to do this tour. And uh, he had to go back to his real band for like the last couple of shows. And Justin had just played with them a couple of times. So, you know, he kind of was familiar. And then uh, they just gave him a link and he downloaded all the songs. And uh, I think it was over the course of a day. One day, right? It might have been two. Like to the next show? Oh, was it two? Uh, yeah, it was two days. It was Because we, we had a day off in between. Oh, that's right. Okay, so while, while on the, our tour bus, aka RV, yeah. um, Justin just had his headphones in listening to the music. And that's all he was doing was drumming on the table. And then... Uh, no offense to the mercenary drummer, but uh, when they started when they started playing, like Justin instantly knew all all their songs, and uh, even the guy, the singer, was like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "That's what it sounds like with the real drummer." <laughs> He's like, "That's how our songs are supposed to sound." Is that what he said? Yeah, he said that on stage, like in between songs. Oh man, that's like, awesome! And you can't see this because you're behind them. Yeah, but literally, like as soon as y'all started the first song and you started playing, like uh, him and the other dude, because they're a three piece, uh, him and the bass player were like. <laughs> like they both looked at each other like oh shit <laughs> that's how good Justin is thanks man so yeah and that's what it takes you know if you want to make it in life but there's a lot of levels to this game you know so what one person thinks is success might not be the same to another person you know so for instance um, my dream is to a lot of musicians it might sound like uh, like I'm dead as a musician you know, because my dream isn't really to make it anymore. I do miss playing on stage to people, but um, it's, it's not really my goal in life anymore. It, for me, it's just a, it's a passion that I have, and it's something that I'll, I'll always have with me. It's something that will always be a part of me. But uh, for me, just playing at home by myself or with friends, you know, getting the campfire thing going where we're all just yeah. singing along, like that's, that's what I love, you know. And for other people... You might be trying to make it, you know, so in, until you get to the big time, you have to have that passion to really drive you. And, you know, hopefully you will. Good luck to you if, th- if that's your goal. Uh, there's a lot of people whose their goal is just to, to gig, just to play in front of people, you know. And if that's your goal, it's super attainable. Um, whether you're good or not, that might be another thing. Get, get I'm you, just kidding. Yeah. You, could, you could be good to yourself. <laughs> get you a, a group of uh, dependable guys, reliable they don't even necessarily need to be great at their instruments, but reliable, passionate people. Yeah, if you can't, all you need. if you can't live with them, no, maybe not live with them, but well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jet, especially if you plan on on touring, on touring, yeah, you will be living with these people. And even if you like them, you will hate them for a little bit, at <laughs> least, for at least an hour. Yeah, absolutely. But brotherly love, man. Yeah, and like, I mean, to me. I, well, okay, what my dream was was to be a touring musician for a little bit, and I never really made it myself, but I got to live vicariously through Justin when they took me on tour. <laughs> and uh, it was the coolest thing, you know, just traveling town to town. So I feel like that's, a, a, you know, if you want to take baby steps, you could be like, okay, my first goal, gig somewhere, just uh, open mic, whatever, you know, and then touring, maybe, get signed, whatever. Maybe not get signed. You don't even have to get signed anymore. You really don't, no. You can, uh, uh, what is it? What's it again? Post Malone it? No. Who's the guy? Who, oh, that's uh, um uh no, no, no. I don't know rap stuff. Uh Macklemore. Was it was it him? Yeah, it was him. Okay, yeah, you can Macklemore it then. I'm sure you guys know what that reference means, even if I don't. Macklemore me. Yeah. I'm gonna something. Exactly. Twenty dollars in my pocket. Yeah, he was unsigned when he 
Um, yeah, and once even once you do start gigging and you want to start touring, plan out a small tour around the few cities that a you local live tour, around. Yeah, yeah, a local tour. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that. Do that. See how your how people react to that type of thing and to see how you react to each other being around each other for 24 hours a day for 3 or 4 days. Do that. Mm, yeah. Start small, branch it out. It's super easy, you know. It well, is. I mean, it's not easy, but it takes work, so if you want it, <coughs> you can do it. You know, but yeah. like any, anything that's worth it, you have to put the time in. You have to really have the passion for it. Yeah, you won't you won't get good overnight. There's no if especially if you're passionate about it, you don't want to be good overnight. You want to you want to bleed for your craft. Exactly. And um it's it's like a thousand hours thing, you know? Like it takes a thousand hours to become a master of something. Oh yeah. That's what they say. I don't psh, whatever. <laughs> but uh if you're super passionate, those a thousand hours come a lot faster cuz you know, you're not doing an hour a week, you're doing Three hours a day. That and you're having fun every single one of those. Yeah, hours. it's not work because it's what you enjoy. Yep. I'm glad you brought this in, man. Cool. I was waiting for you to talk about drumming, what you never did. So I was like, I'm gonna force him to. Oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so now we have. And uh, but yeah, so I guess my little just leaving off thing is that anybody, I think everybody should be a musician. It's a great part of your life. Um, I agree, man. Even if it's only just to <clears throat> relieve stress at the end of the day sometimes, maybe you get a little sad, you just strum around. Like, not everybody has to want to be rock stars, you know? But unless you're one of those really weird people who are like, oh, what kind of music do you like? Nothing. Like, you don't listen to music? Like, oh, I guess I listen to the radio. Oh. And you're like, oh, well, what's your, what's your favorite song? I don't have one. Ah, you're the worst person. I don't think they have a soul. You know, yeah, they're they're hollow. It's not that they you don't, can hear their it's voices. It's not that they don't have soul. They don't have a soul. You they, can they you don't can have hear soul because they don't have a soul. Their voices bouncing around inside of the hollow cavity that is their body and mind. We just figured it out. We figured yeah. out why these people are so weird. They don't have souls. Yep. And even if you're not like me, but you're like I just like country. Guitar is great for you. Hell yeah, get that. You, get a nice, to, you just have to learn three chords. Get a nice twangy strat. Yeah. Oh. Or telly. Yeah, you're, oh, you're dude. Single coil pickup, mm. and you are good to go for that, country. Yeah. This is not a popular opinion, but, well, in America, it, may, it might be. But I love the tone of country telecasters. Really? Yeah. Okay. The way they set up their telecasters sounds so good. Very twangy. Very. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't even call it. Thin, but it's still full body, like, but twangy. You know, it, it just bouncy. Make, it just makes me feel like, like if the word folk had a sound to it. That's a good way to like put it. Like folky, like it just feels American. Yeah, I'm not personally a big fan of it, but I, I can see, I can see exactly what what you mean by like, that. You know, you know when you watch Lawless, and it just makes you want to like get some of your boys and like go fight. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, or like for me, it's like my dad and my brother. You know, yeah, because I mean, it's like a family. Thing, yeah, and, like we're you know. We're pretty gangster, so Tom Hardy gets his throat slit. Yeah, and that scares the shit out of me because of my family. I'm the Tom Hardy. Oh no! Except more chill though. Yeah, but um. Anyways, that's what a Telecaster in country music means to me. I want a Tele. My next guitar is going to be a Tele. Humbucker yeah. though. I'm not a fan of the single coil. Yeah, I mean springy. You need the. For me, you need the drive. Yeah, you know, if, and even if uh. Even it doesn't like I'm not one of those metal guys who's like everything has to be active, but it's like 
You got to at least have the freaking dual. Yeah. The dual coil, you know? Yeah. I, I hear you on that. And and I <clears throat> I don't necessarily like talking about myself a lot when it comes to this kind of stuff. But I, I mean, I'm I'm a drummer. That's my primary occupation. But I love music so much that I taught myself how to play guitar, bass, piano. Um, I got grounded one time. And uh, again, my dad's a huge fan of Tejano music. And he told me that if I could play an entire song on accordion, that I could be ungrounded. And I learned it in, I think, within the hour to get ungrounded. That's another sign that you should be a musician. If uh, anytime there's an instrument in the room, you have to play with it. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah, all the, all the people who I know who are musicians mm-hmm. can also play a little piano. Yep. They can also, you know, dabble with everything. Like, I, I love playing djembe, even though I know you hate djembe's. Those little African drums. Yeah, I love those. But yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say I can play drums, but I could play like a basic ass beat. So. There you go. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a master at at any of these instruments by any means. I still have a long way to go when it comes to drumming to be anywhere close to my inspirations. Um, but I I never just wanted to be a drummer. I want to be a musician. So I taught myself how to play everything that I could. Word. Um, and even music production, audio engineering, I love creating and I love uh, putting sounds together and, and kind of seeing how they work. I'm, and if you're passionate enough about music, you will be more than just what your occupation in that band is. If you're just a guitarist, you are going to learn how to play everything else. You're going to learn how to write songs. You're going to be, you're going to be active in every process of writing and recording your first album. If you're passionate enough, you are going to be fantastic. Just give yourself a little bit of time. To tie up this interest, to to put a period on it, Ooh, I just realized that, you know how you were talking about how Eric's kind of like led to everything in your life? Mm -hmm. Music led to this podcast. We would have never met. You're right. You wouldn't have mics. (laughs) You're right. The audio engineering thing. Yep. All that stuff. Uh, and I want oh, my pedals man. back, you shitbag. <laughs> They're in my car, baby. I got them. It's a noise suppressor and uh, something else. It's not. It should be my whole board. It's yeah. It's the whole board, but you only oh, okay. had like a noise suppressor and something. And I think another, maybe two more pedals on there. I think something like that. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Either, either way, <laughs> I got them for you though. Thanks, bro. But yeah. So if you want to be, if you want to be a music, get into music. Do it. It enhances your life. It's a good interest, man. I'm glad you brought that in. And I think it makes you smarter. I'm pretty sure I read some uh, a study. Yeah, that children who grow up learning an instrument have higher IQs. Hmm. It's music to my ears. I feel like that button's get gonna it? get worn out because yeah, <laughs> I think that button's gonna get worn out because uh, I I spout so much bro science. Good. We need that button all the damn time. Yeah, yeah. And but so bro science. Doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. It's just that, like, I'm obviously not a scientist. Yeah. And I'm just kind of spouting out some stuff I read. We're, Maybe once that we're, I'm recording. We're not, we're not a science, but yeah. we will science you with yeah, stuff that we've heard. We're going to tell you stuff that may or may not be true. Like, you'll get water titties from creatine. No, just that's, kidding. That's not true. All right. Ready for my interest? Absolutely. All right. So now that I think about it, I probably should have gone first because I'm about to bring it down. And I'm about to get really mad. Oops. And you guys are going to get really mad. Everybody listening, watching, having anything to do with this, which is everybody in America is going to be very mad. Get your stress balls and fidget spinners ready. Get your stress spinners and fidget balls ready. 
because I'm about to piss you off. <laughs> My interest for today is microtransactions. Wait a minute. Little tiny cash registers. So like freemium stuff? (laughs) You hit the, that's my very first one. Okay. So it's going to evolve. This thing is, this thing is going to snowball and become so big. Oh, wait. Can I make another guess? Go ahead. I don't want to spoil it. Is a DLC on there? On the video game? Yes, it is. Okay. You're you're doing, you're doing good. (laughs) (laughs) I already know, dude. Look, my face is turning red because I'm already getting mad. Get ready. So cosmetics, fine. I'm okay with that. Expansion packs, I'm okay with that too. Loot boxes that give you a substantial edge in battle and also the entire other half of the damn game, not okay. Not okay. Mm -mm. So what are microtransactions? This is from Wikipedia, which again, we're about to science you guys on this. Go ahead and drop a go ahead and drop a a a bro science for me, please. Straight from the source and Wikipedia. Bitch. (laughs) <laughs> microtransaction is a business model where users can purchase virtual goods via micropayments. Microtransactions are often used in free-to-play games to provide a revenue source for the developers. While my- microtransactions are a staple of the mobile app market, they are also available on traditional computer platforms. Free-to-play games that include a microtransaction model are often referred to as freemiums. Uh, pay-to-win is also sometimes used as a derogatory term to refer to games where paying for in-game items can give the player an advantage over other players. Particularly, It's so shitty, particularly if the items cannot be obtained by free means. The objective of a free-to-play microtransaction model is to get more players into the game and provide desirable items or features that players can purchase if they are interested in them. It is hoped that, the, uh, that in the long term, the profits from a microtransaction system will outweigh the profits from a one-time purchase game. So essentially, a freemium has it mostly has to do with with apps. A lot yeah. of iPhone apps are uh, games are freemium. You, and they, they give you free content exactly because they're hoping that even though they're not making any money up front, that you're going to be like, "Yep, damn it!" You can try to keep up with the Joneses, so you're going to end up paying money to get. 99 free coins on the game or something like that. You'll, you'll see the ads free. for it too. It, they always say free to play or free to download. Mm-hmm. Download now for free. The download is free, but to have fun in the game, it is not free. This is where microtransactions began and swept the world with its grubby tendrils Dude. scouring our wallets and credit card limits. You know who I think started it? Who? Or as far as I'm concerned, the first one <coughs> that I can remember was Farmville. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Ever download a free game on the App Store? I'm looking at you. Clash of Clans, Candy Crush, Angry Birds 2 through 4700, Farmville, and realize that you have to pay to continue playing after you've run out of lives and need to purchase jewels or some stupid shit instead of waiting for free what coins. instead of waiting for what feels like days for said lives to refresh to continue playing the damn game that you just downloaded yeah sometimes you get another life in like an hour yeah just wait it's so it's so shitty don't make me wait to play a game that you that i just downloaded from you don't make me wait yeah and don't make me purchase jewels and 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 diamonds and uh, uh coins to purchase more lives to keep playing the damn game well, and I think, yeah, I think it's a shitty model for the game to have it be set up that way, but 
uh, I, I always thought it was a genius marketing ploy. Oh, to where yeah. it's like, uh, share with three <clears throat> friends to get more lives. <laughs> it, it's not okay. It, it's genius for them, but it's annoying and it doesn't work. Because let's be honest, every time you get somebody where it's like somebody from your Facebook just sent you a request for Farmville. Oh, block. It's like fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing to do with you anymore. But it is, it is genius because it has worked. This cancerous shit has spread and and has grown and has infected every everybody that we know because let's be honest we've all spent just a little bit of money on one of these on one of these games i for sure have i'm definitely part of the problem i've bought a few coins and jewels to see what's on my phone right now because i don't want to wait uh 17 weeks to continue playing the damn game that i just downloaded which was which is actually not bad it's pretty decent it's not too bad there it is right there. Candy Crush. Bejeweled. This is Toy Blaster. Oh. I don't know if that focuses Same. Or not, but it says Black diff. Friday sale, 300 coins, two hours of unlimited lives, 50% off, $4.99. Buy now. Buy now. Buy don't r- buy the game. Right meow. Buy the damn jewels they want you to download. So this shitty practice of having these little stupid jewels that you can buy to continue playing the game... Or to advance in the game, to reward yourself. That's even more annoying. It is. Has transitioned to console games. Mm. You've probably heard of the most recent example with EA, a notoriously shitty company. EA. EA. EA Games. No, I know, but oh. what, what are you talking about? With their microtransaction models, with their origin service, um, how, they've, they've, oh, yeah, how they basically okay. force you to register the game. Uh, brand new, and uh, without, if you were to purchase it pre-owned, you, you're going to miss out on a lot of the services that they offer and things yeah. that essentially come with the damn game because you didn't buy it brand yeah, new. A lot them. of times, right when you um, register it, you'll unlock something in the game. For instance, like Assassin's Creed, I think you automatically unlock like a costume. Yeah, Ubisoft is pretty shitty too, which is uh, the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Stuff like that. Yeah, shit like that. Uh, I think EA is probably the biggest example, especially because of what happened recently with uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, Did you hear about this? For some reason, I'm, no, I haven't. So this comes from uh, Variety. In the week before the game's wide release, Battlefront 2 was made available to play for subscribers to the EA Access service. Pretty cool. Early uh, access? Yeah, early access. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I, I don't know if you have to pay for EA Access, but uh, in order to unlock iconic characters uh, like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, estimates had gamers needing to spend 60,000 in-game credits for one of them, which could be earned after an estimated 40 hours of gameplay. So I, I'm all for um, grinding to, to advance your character or to unlock new things. I love that, actually. But, I love it, too. But, but wait, 40 hours. Can I guess what you're about to say, though? Yeah. Can you pay like five bucks and unlock them instantly? Bingo. <clears throat> Fucking stupid. While characters like Vader could not be purchased for money, players not willing to invest that amount of time could instead purchase crystals, a separate type of in-game currency than the credits, which could be used to buy loot boxes in the hopes that the boxes would contain the items they want, which sometimes they could contain Vader or Luke. And apparently you had a pretty good chance of that happening. Crystals. Oh, that is, that's even more stupid, It's though, so shitty. You're paying money not even for... A guarantee of something. You're paying for the hopes of good 
stuff. Exactly. The crystals price range from $5 for 500 of them or $100 for 1200 of them. I'm sorry, but didn't I just spend $60 to buy the game? And now if I want to unlock these crystals to get a character that should be coming with the game, if I can't grind out 40 hours of gameplay, which is a lot of gameplay to get one character, you want me to spend an extra $100 on 12,000 of your crystals for that chance? Eat a dick. A hundred? A hundred dollars. Word quickly spread around the internet and upset many people who were anticipating the game's release. EA responded to the situation on Reddit saying that the high unlock requirements were meant to give a pl- the players a sense of accomplishment. The comment quickly became the most downvoted comment in Reddit history. Are you serious? In Reddit history. over By now, I think it's over 700,000 downvotes. Wait, but I thought that if you get a certain amount of downvotes, it gets removed. Um, you have to... It's, it's like to report all it the way something? at the bottom... And it's you won't be able to see it. It's it's per your thresholds that you set up for your account. You won't oh, be able okay. to see it, but you'd have to click on it, and then you know it'll expand and show you what it oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not removed. Uh, it, to get it removed, I think you you do have to report it. Okay. But why report this? Uh, what is essentially a Guinness World Record of <laughs> most downvotes ever. I'm gonna go downvote it. I've already done it, dude. I wish I could do it more times. I'm waiting until <laughs> it gets to a million. You but can. You can make more accounts. You're right. Oh, dude, I should I should totally do that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the most downvoted comment in Reddit, Reddit's been around for like 10 years. Uh, by one estimate on the fan website, uh, Star Wars, the overpublic strategies, it would, and this is, this is all real shit too. It would take 4,528 hours of gameplay to unlock everything that you want to in the game. That is a shit ton of time to unlock everything that you are essentially guaranteed because you purchased the game. And I also want to point out that those metrics are for like seasoned gamers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably, I mean, it's not professional gamers, but it's like an, an average, right? Yeah. So for if you're a noob or you're like a young child and your your dad bought the game for you for Christmas or something, it's going to be even longer than that. Yeah. Way longer. And for, for us too, for... Um, for people for, who have jobs. Yeah, for most people who have jobs and, and who are going to have families and, and want to have other obligations, uh, it, it would be years before you unlock everything. Or if you wanted to, if you wanted to unlock everything without having to spend 4,500 hours, you can pay $2,100 to unlock everything in Battlefront 2. $2,100. Thousand one hundred dollars to unlock all the game's content. Again, I'm sorry. I thought I just spent sixty dollars on this game. Now I would have to spend two thousand dollars to unlock everything that, again, should be rightfully mine because I've already paid for the game. Yeah. Imagine that. that. Sucks, dude. There was a there's a great post on Reddit too. It was uh, uh all the things that you could buy. Instead of uh, uh, spending the twenty one hundred to unlock everything, first and foremost, a car. You could get a car for that. You know, a beginner car. Mm-hmm. You can buy a Les Paul. Mm-hmm. You can buy a probably get a half stack. A half too. stack. Yeah, yeah. Start your music career. You can buy probably about twenty pedals. Yep. Or you can buy slightly cheaper versions of all those things and buy. Like full gig amount of equipment. The best one that I saw was two hookers and an eight ball of coke for nineteen hundred dollars. Dang! <laughs> for a night, uh, for a night you'll never forget. 
That's like a weekend you'll never forget. A weekend you'll never forget. Or you can unlock all the stuff you want to in uh, Battlefront 2. Here's the most shittiest thing about it. Like, for us, it sucks. And, um, but, you know, we do have jobs. If we want to, we can pay for it. We're mm-hmm. not going to out of principle. But what sucks is that it, it actually <clears throat> is, um, it's like... Social, it's like social classist, you know. Yep. So like all the all the little kids who get the games, their parents are. There's no way they're gonna you know download that stuff for them. They're gonna have to grind it out. And uh, they say it's for a feeling of accomplishment, but they're gonna see Darth Vader's running around all over the multiplayer's because of the uh, the forty year old guy who isn't married and just stays at home playing video games all day, mm-hmm. and he or, or he even, will invest that money in that, or even the kid of a of a, a tycoon who oh, yeah. who dad just says, yeah, here's my credit card, yeah, Go to wild. a Jimmy, yep, to a Jimmy, to a Jimmy from our old band, yep, yeah, he probably is gonna pay the hundred bucks to get, he's probably gonna play the twenty one thousand to yeah, just get everything, unlock off everything. The bat. yeah, and then uh, there's like poor kids, there's or, or poor people who you know that sixty dollars was like. They had to save up forever, like their hard-earned money. That was my biggest example for this, is the, the kid who, for Christmas, has, he's been getting socks and pajamas and coloring books and whatnot, mm-hmm. but then he opens that last present. He gets one game. And it's Battlefront 2, newly released, just got it, super excited about it, gets on, plays online for the first time, and is just wrecked by everybody else who can afford to buy the upgrades. And again, you can buy upgrades on this game. You don't have to grind out for them anymore. You can buy better weapons, stronger gear, more life, uh, uh, the iconic characters. You can literally pay to win on this game. It's so whack. It's so it, terrible. It's even, it even more sucks that they're bastardizing a franchise that is so loved. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> exactly. If it was like... Some random, like, whatever, you know, like, if it was Candy Crush the game, mm-hmm. it wouldn't hit so close to home, but... Yeah, they're, they're, directly, Star Wars. they're directly correlating the characters we love to a uh, shitty business model that we hate more than anything. Yeah, now I feel like Darth Vader has <clears throat> a bad taste in my mouth now, because... Yep. Not because he killed Jedi children, <laughs> but because... That's secondary to all this. This is worse. <laughs> it's worse. So gamers have had enough of this shit. Uh, but EA's profit margins will never slip until we pledge to never purchase their casino in a plastic case again. Unfortunately, this will never happen. If even the tiniest fraction of these games' player base engages in microtransactions, that amounts to a considerable profit for the company. Get ready for this. Uh, GTA Five. Debuted on PS4 and Xbox One November 2014. To this day, it has already raised $500 million in online microtransactions. Half a billion dollars for Rockstar just in microtransactions for a three-year-old game. That's the 1%. True. That is the 1%. Most games aren't going to be this successful, but that's just kind of to show you... No, I'm saying, like, you know the whole, like, the 1%, or no, the, what is it, the 1% have, like... 90% 90% of all the Oh, money. yeah, 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 I got you. It's those assholes. It's, yes, you're right. It's the, these companies are becoming those assholes. Absolutely. So, and uh, somebody else did, did the math here. I, I should have brought it in, but um, I think they said if even the tiniest fraction of a percentage uh, of people who bought the game engage in those microtransactions, 
it is an immediate profit for the company. So basically that translates to they don't give a care if they lose a lot of business because the business that they do have is going to make up for their revenues. Exactly. The only way to stop this horrible business model is to not buy the game. And that will not happen. There's always... You're, you're, we have to boycott. Yeah. But good luck having a, a, a close Across to 100% boycott, successful boycott. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, at this rate, the trend is never going to die. G- G- GTA 5 has confirmed that, that is, it, this is never going to die. Half a billion dollars on a three-year-old game? Dude, we need an anonymous intervention. We do. We, what we need is a... Uh, DDoS their servers. Hey, what is, what is Batman called? What do you mean? The world's greatest detective? Yeah, no, but like, they don't call him a superhero. They call him a... A vigilante? A vigilante. We need a vigilante force to, you know, I'm not going to... Take down the... Oh, I don't want to be recorded saying this. To take down. Allegedly, we need riots to happen. We need the, (laughs) the hard copies to get burned. And we need a vigilante force online to take down the servers. Yes, we do. But allegedly, or something, like, I don't want to get any legal recourse for this, if any lawyers are listening. We, we don't know how don't to know. hack shit. We don't know how to take down shit. We're a bunch of idiots. I'm not doing anything. But. I'm an armchair warrior. <laughs> an armchair warrior. As terrible as all this shit sounds, it gets worse. It gets much worse. On December 14th, the FCC plans on rolling back the current net neutrality laws set in place that keep the internet open and fair for all, creating a poisonous hellscape of microtransactions to access certain sites and features of the internet. This... What is this, China? It's no joke. It is about to become China when it comes to internet. This is from Fortune magazine. Uh, When net neutrality is enforced, as it is right now, all internet service providers must allow equal access to apps and content regardless of their source. If it were not enforced... Your internet service provider could make it harder for you to access parts of the internet at its own discretion. Uh, what would the- Oh shit! Natalie brought this up to me too when you were talking about Netflix because apparently when that when that goes into place, mm. um, I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, I it's like secondhand knowledge, but the your service providers are probably gonna up the cost of your bandwidth for using streaming services. Yep. Yep. That is exactly what's going to happen if, if Netflix doesn't pay them a premium already. So if Netflix doesn't pay to be in their fast lanes, naturally the cost is going to be put off on you, the customer, or um, say if you're with AT&T and they have a deal with Hulu, then Hulu is going to have the fast lane. You don't want to use Netflix. It's too slow for you. It's too slow for your service. So use Hulu instead. Or the, uh, <laughs> the brighter of the two options is that, so is that Netflix does pay for the fast lane. But guess who those costs go off to? Yeah, they're just you, the customer. Pass on the, the premium. Our, our rates will go up. No matter what happens, we are going to end up paying more money. So what would the interle- internet be like without net neutrality? Slower speeds. The elimination of net neutrality means that internet providers can carve up service into fast and slow lanes, charging more for higher speeds. Comcast could demand fees from Netflix, for example, in exchange for preferential treatment. In response to the FCC plan, Netflix took to Twitter to show strong support for net neutrality. Keep fighting the good fight, Netflix. Keep fighting it. If content companies don't want to pay, internet service providers could make them so slow that they are unwatchable or even block access entirely to competitors' sites. It also means, of course, just like we talked about, 
higher prices. It's a battlefield out there. Like th- this is this is their response to people cutting the cable. Yep. You know, lobbying. They're, they're just this is lobbying. They have their pockets in the politicians. Wait, something like that. Their money. They're slip. They're sliding their their hand. Their hands in the inside the politicians' pockets, and it's like gently stroking. <laughs> but in the pocket, so it's not. It's a fat dick you got there, Agit Pie. Yeah, it's not. It's not directly visible, so it's it's very lightly stroking, mm-hmm. you know. And then just enough. It's causing them Tease. to to legislate <laughs> all and, in their pants and make laws. <laughs> they're legislating in their pants and they're making laws. <laughs> in their pants. So, oh my God, our laws are made by money. Oh, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is the worst part is that the FCC is supposed to they're supposed to be uh, on the consumer side. But as of right now, we have Ajit Pai as the chairman who was directly appointed by Trump, who was Verizon's attorney. He was an attorney for a major telecom, and now he is the chairman of the SC- FCC, who uh, is supposed to be consumer friendly. So this is Iran <clears throat> Contra all over again. Uh, again, I don't even know what that means. I just feel like it's relevant. <laughs> Higher prices. Reversing net neutrality rules could cost more to binge your favorite shows on Netflix or Hulu, to play video games, send messages on social media, or even watch porn for all the, all the porners out there. These fees will likely Which be absorbed by consumers. We, yeah, we take the br- yeah, we take the brunt of that. So those with wallets fat enough for the price hike will enjoy higher speeds, but lower income browsers will only get a limited view of what was once a more open and egalitarian web. In other words, even though you already pay for internet service, pay us more money to go to these sites and use specific services that won't pay our ransoms. In some ways, they're even limiting access to knowledge because- I agree with you. Like, Where's documentaries mostly streaming services? Or what if uh, what if Wikipedia doesn't pay for the fast lane? They're they're a nonprofit. They they take donations. That's how they operate. What if yeah. and, and, and say what you will about Wikipedia? It's it's a great uh, aggregate of of different sources to to put together in in a cohesive and legible form of knowledge. What if they don't pay for the fast lane? Oh, what if you shit. can't access it? What about podcasts? Exactly. That's what I'm getting to. What's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to the little man? What's going to happen to Pseudo Future and all the other bands that we talked about that you might want to start? How are you going to be able to compete with Warner Brothers Records? How are we going to be able to compete with Mark Marin or any and or Joe Rogan or the other gigantic podcasters who have the uh, they have the funds, they have the overhead to pay for stuff like this? How can we compete? How can the little man compete with net neutrality? We can't. It's it's the death of the American dream. We cannot compete. The dickhead spearheading this entire shit fest is FCC Chairman Ajit Pai, whose sole argument in favor is more choices for consumers. But that's total bullshit when major telecoms like Comcast, AT&T, and Verizon have basically monopolized certain sections of the U.S. Where I live right now, I cannot get any other service besides AT&T. When I lived at my parents' house, I can only get AT&T there. I called Verizon one time because we've had Verizon service and it, mm-hmm. was, it was decent. It was a little expensive, but it was decent. It was, it was pretty good. And I asked them if, uh, hey, I used to have you guys before. Can I have you again? They told me no, because AT&T is in this area. And by law, telecoms cannot encroach in other areas. It's like gang wars. It's like gang wars. And that means- Grove Street. That means literally no competition. 
There is no competition. In rural areas where uh, Comcast or, or Time Warner or HughesNet or whatever are the only, the, the, the only service providers that will actually provide for you, you can't go anywhere else. This is the only one that you can access. Remember that South Park episode where, uh, where they're like, oh, why don't you just go to a different cable company? Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. We're the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's this shit that's happening on a national level. So uh, the argument of eliminating net neutrality po- posits that less regulation will lead to more investment and more competition in the internet service provider sector. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai said in May that this could benefit consumers and increase the number of Americans with internet access, which is a blatant lie. The lack of competition in certain areas of the country means that greater choice for customers would be hard to achieve, and the biggest beneficiaries of eliminating net neutrality will be the largest internet service providers and, in turn, Ajit Pai's pockets. This change would likely result in paying for bundles or packages to access different parts of the web, a model similar to the one that has worked out so well for cable and freemium games and EA. That whole statement is fucking stupid. Yep. It's like, oh, it's more, um, it's more libertarian to eliminate this law because we need less laws. And it's like, but that law is protecting freedoms. It's like, you're more free without laws. It's like... <laughs> No, but that law protects our... It's like saying you'd be more free if we didn't have the Constitution. (laughs) While I I can agree with the sentiment that, sure, of course, less laws can equal more freedom in certain cases. It doesn't make sense. Less regulation doesn't always mean... In this case. You have to have... If you don't have regulation on certain things, people can just go around slaughtering other people and it would be okay because there's no laws, there's no regulation. You have to have regulation in certain cases. Yeah, to protect your freedoms. Especially when it comes to what is essentially... um, Ah, shit, what's it called? Uh, it's uh, it's not a commodity, but it's the same thing as uh, uh, phone service, um, stuff like that. It was good. The internet was going to be classified as something that essentially people that in need. this day and age cannot live without. You need electricity. Electricity. You uh, need access. Electricity, to the water, phone lines, utility. Utility. <clears throat> there it is, my man. I'm so glad I have you on here. So the internet was actually about to be classified as a utility until this dickhead came along and, and stopped that. The internet is a utility. Everybody uses it. Everybody needs it nowadays. You have to have the internet nowadays. Yeah. It's not just for looking at cat pictures on the internet. Seriously. It's for applying for jobs. It's for staying up to date. For on learning. Cur- it's for learning. It, it, Banking. It is absolutely a utility at this point. I think it should be for voting. No, no, no. I'm, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know stuff about that. But. <laughs> I wish it was for voting. I'm going to end it off with this. What is the internet going to look like with with Ajit Pai's microtransactions that he is going to set up. What um, is the world going to look like? What? I mean, this, this whole podcast that we have is like, it's solely essentially internet based besides the fact that it's on the internet. All these, all these, oh my God, every single episode that we do, we talk about one thing that is interesting to us. But at the root of all of it is the internet. If you hear us talk, we always talk about in relation to you know how things were and how things are now, and that's solely because of the internet's introduction. Like our our whole culture is completely necessary, or the internet is necessary because we, you know, just the fact that like people used to bullshit all the time, and now you can Google it. Mm-hmm. You now can you can look pull, it up right then and you there. You can pull your phone out when somebody's talking shit and Google it. You know, if you get in an argument now, people are like way more scared to to be like. 
oh yeah, uh, whatever, uh, did this. And then you're like, I don't think so. Or, you know what? I fucking hate when people like want to correct you all the time and one up you. And you could just be like, Google, uh, is David Bowie dead? Speaking of Google, uh, Google probably wouldn't exist if it weren't for net neutrality. Exactly. And it, it limits our literal knowledge, our ability to learn, our ability to, I mean, like we were just talking about tabs. Like that's how I learned. I used to teach guitar lessons and I don't anymore because um, you can just go on YouTube. Yep. You can learn anything on YouTube. Yep. My what? dad my dad has been freaking fixing cars his whole life. And when he runs into a problem, he just looks on YouTube and he always finds what he needs on there. What if YouTube refuses to pay the ransom to... And it's <laughs> Here's the worst part too. They don't just have to pay that to one internet service provider. They have to pay that to all of them if they want to stay in the position they're in right now, which is... Uh, the most accessible video platform in the world. So I hate I hate when people use the word fascist because it sounds so. Um, it's like it's so just thrown around. Justice nowadays. warrior, but yeah. But this, this is, is this is fascism. Fascism. This is fascism. And um, so yeah, what's it gonna look like uh, once uh, Agit Pai repeals net neutrality and in- implements his microtransactions? Ask Portugal. This is their internet plan right here. It is broken up by app and service. Okay, messaging cost whatever four ninety nine is four ninety nine monies. Social media another four ninety nine monies. Videos a four ninety nine monies. Music another four ninety nine monies. Email and cloud another four. How is email and cloud in the same in the same category? Who knows? But can you fight it? It's so stupid. Well, I guess, well, because Google Gmail and Google Drive, they put those together. But anyways, yeah. Wait, what is this? Okay, there's something free here. It says M-E-O. And it just looks like very standard version of, okay, there's only four apps on there. So one's a music symbol, one's a cloud symbol, one looks like a Maps app. So that looks like uh, maybe the first-party services that this internet company provides. And that's an issue, too, because they can censor whatever they want to. Exactly. They can only carry whatever music they want to. Um, shit, with the, with the freaking driving uh, directions, they can, they can limit where you go. Exactly. So this is, this is what microtransactions uh, looks like when it is taken to the, what is essentially the federal level, um, and when it directly threatens our freedoms, our online freedoms, everything that we've come to know and appreciate about the internet is about to change. So there isn't much that we can do about freemiums and EA. We can, we can talk shit about them. We, we can downvote them all day. Uh, and really nothing's going to happen when it comes to that. But we can do our part in saving the internet once again. This is not the first time it's been under threat by Agit Pie and his shit-eating grin. Uh, so what you can do is you can head over to battleforthenet.com. It's super simple. Uh, you just put your phone number in, and they will help you reach out to your congressman to stop this horrid display of greed and deafness to what every American citizen wants. This may be our last chance to save the internet once again. And don't be a do-nothing bitch. Don't, no, yeah, don't. This, this is the time to act. You, we have until December 14th to 
keep the internet as is. Imagine, and this is a great way to uh, to describe it, especially to some of some of the people who are a little bit older than us who maybe don't use the internet too much. Imagine um, if you wanted to call your friend, you just wanted to you know call call them, see how they're doing, um, but your friend has a different phone line, has a different phone service. Well, now you have to pay a little bit extra money to reach out to that friend because their phone service isn't playing nice with yours. Southwestern Bell is not playing nice with Singular. They can do that if, if this happens. They can do that if this happens. That's ex- equated to that. Not only that, all you foreign people who, you know, the only way you really can talk to your, the people in your country is uh, through a Skype or through a WhatsApp or something like that. That was on that on the the thing I showed you. You had to pay yeah. extra to use that. I actually four ninety nine monies. Your whatever their unit yeah, is. Yeah, and this is on top of what you're already paying them for the internet access to begin with. You have to pay extra. They even they're in for, they're making you pay to use your phone's messaging app, your text messaging. Oh shit! Everything hey, is we behind have, a paywall. We have listeners in Portugal. We do. Portugal listeners, please reach out to us. Send us an email. Um, even if you want to do it in Portuguese, uh, we can try to translate we'll it. We'll do our I, best. I to have a friend who's Brazilian. I know it's not exactly the same, but I'm sure we can. You know, we can work with it. Yep. Uh, chime in on this. Let us know about how. Let it us know is how it's been there. going. Yeah, yeah, how it's been going for you guys. How how if it's a terrible thing? If it's not, I I don't see it not being a terrible thing. But uh, yeah, just open up that dialogue with us because I'd love to read it on the show. I'd love to get your opinion on it, uh, especially a country that's been. I mean, I don't know how long you've been without net neutrality, but I'd I'd love to know how it's impacted your life. So yeah, we 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 can we can do something about this, but everybody needs to act. Everybody needs to go to the site. You literally just type your phone number in, and it will connect you with your congressman's office, and you and it'll give you a script to read to, easy to read script, maybe six or seven lines, everything that you need to say. They will make it as easy as possible for you to tell these shit eating dick bags. To stop messing with the internet, to stop trying to make more money for the companies that are lining their pockets with money. This is our last chance. We might have to do this again every three months or so, which is exactly what it seems like until this current administration is out of the office, until Agit Pie is removed. So let's save the internet. And I know again, there, there's so many like stuff to fight for, and you know, that people are always on their soapbox about, but this literally affects 100% of everybody. And I personally don't want to live in a world where all that <clears> shit we just talked about is life. Yep. You know, it, it's the whole thing where like, turn your light off when you walk out of the room and it's like, well, that's not really going to make an impact. And it's like, well, if everybody turned it off their lights, then it would make an impact. And you're like, yeah, I don't really care that much, but trust me, this is something you care about. <laughs> When you start having to pay uh, a lot more money for using the services that you've been using, you will care. When like, almost yeah. everybody in America basically has a Netflix subscription, when uh, let's say two-thirds of them uh, aren't even able to load the next episode because their their ISP is not playing nice with Netflix. If I could go lowest. back in time with Rick's portal gun. Oh, wait, it's not a time gun. Shit. If I, if I, could, just go, <laughs> if I could just go back in time to before... If you, you had to buy DLC to get like an entire part of the game, that's mm-hmm. another thing we didn't even talk about about the DLCs is that yeah. some, sometimes literally chapters of the game are left out. Yep. Yeah. When, uh, 
and I, I, I think I might have just kind of glossed over it, but uh, if I have to pay extra money for the other half of the game that should have been included, I have a problem with that. If mm. I have to pay extra money, even though I'm already paying AT&T money to access the internet, to access portions of the internet, I am not going to be happy. Nobody is going to be happy besides people with deep pockets who aren't, just aren't going to notice. Do your part. Do your part. For America. So there it is. There's, there's my interest. That might be the most mad that I'll ever get on this podcast. Uh, I, although I could see this coming up again in you know, three more months like it has been. Um, I, I can feel the veins on my forehead like on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a major headache thinking about this and having to do something about this every time. Because every single time it's happened, I've reached out to uh, one, of our senator, uh, uh, one of our representatives, John Cornyn, uh, and the bitch ass has stopped replying to me. Probably because he's scared. Um, he doesn't know how to respond to uh, an individual who's, who's actually armed with the knowledge that they need to understand uh, the implications of something like this happening. Uh, and also, I'm sure he's... He, actually, he is taking money from telecoms, too. Uh, there was a company that released uh, which of the representatives have actually taken money from big telecom, and uh, he's one of them. He's been taking money from them. And his response to me was that repealing net neutrality is going to be good for consumers because it gives them uh, more choices and it, and it stimulates the, the, uh, the market for, um, uh, for other companies to co- come in and, and, and uh, make customers happy and whatnot. Bullshit. bullshit. That is bullshit. And he hasn't responded to me since. And I, I email him every, every now and then, hey, uh, stupid, dumbass idiot, why don't you go ahead and respond to me? Why don't you go ahead and, and tell one of your constituents why you will not be doing what you should be doing for them? Even though this is what your constituents want. You work for us. We don't work for you. Yeah. And I get that capitalism is good. I get that, you know, the market, uh, you know, fights for whatever. But at at a certain point, it loses out whenever you have basically the monopoly situations. When you have these giants that the the small business that we're starting starting to get back to, thanks to the internet, the small mom and pop shops that are you know making knits and mailing them out the uh you know i i bought a knife from a friend of mine he uh he makes knives now and uh i just dm'd him on instagram and uh paypal'd him money and he sent it to me all those things i just said will be affected by this so essentially he wouldn't have a business if it it was yep if, if these essential giants have their way yep we we are now going to be at the mercy of giants who uh again their only purpose is to make as much money from us as possible we are now going to be at their mercy without the regulatory touch that the internet needs and has had since its inception i feel sick you should my stomach it's terrible so yeah battle for the net.com do it do it let's see if we can if we can save our internet again do it end of rant End of my interest for the day. All right. Let's get off of our soapbox, <laughs> which is our armchairs. Yes. So there we go. There we have it. Those were uh, the interests that we had for today's episode. Again, big episode five. I, man, that was, a, that was a good episode. Thanks, man. I had, I had a lot on my mind when it came to this kind of stuff. And I, it's cool to see how it, uh, how it transitions from something so small as, as like an iPhone app all the way to the freedom of the internet. 
Mm. Microtransactions. They're the, they're the devil's tool. They're the damn devil. I wasn't joking when I said my stomach hurts. I feel like <laughs> I feel queasy thinking about it. It's terrible. I but, feel uh, a sense of foreboding. So, yeah. So those were our interests for this week. Um, we have... Uh, how many voicemails? We have, we have two voicemails, right? Mm, I think we have two voicemails. I'm not sure. Let's go ahead and... Let's go ahead and hop into some of these voicemails. I didn't. We didn't get any emails or anything this week. Uh, we did get an extra review on Apple Podcast, which is oh cool, always a cool thing. And actually, let me go ahead and find that and read that right now. Um, so we got a few more ratings and, and whatnot. So yeah, again, if you like what we do, uh, you know, go to your whatever app you use. Write your congressman. <laughs> Most importantly, write your damn congressman. And tell them about us. So. Okay, so this comes from, again, Apple Podcasts. It's titled, Always Laughing Out Loud. I listen while at work. These guys literally have, my, have me laughing out loud or talking out loud in response to their interests. The chemistry between these two friends is great. Thank you. Oh. That's fantastic. And then let's go ahead and uh, hop into these voicemails. We have one from, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a baby. You guys are idiots. She's, thank you. Thank you. She's right. We're idiots. Thanks, uh, little baby. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, little baby. And then we have another one from... Wait, uh, is she a listener? I hope not. <laughs> no. We're explicit, remember? Don't forget how explicit we are. <laughs> Ask your mommy what explicit means. And then this comes to us from a millennial. Uh, we haven't heard the whole thing. It, it came in a little while ago, but here we go. Hey, guys. I just wanted you to know that you can't stop us millennials with your little Motorola razors. Old guys looking like stupid. Me and Quicksand Graves, we're getting together right now, making a diss track. What are you going to do then? Oh, Your child's going to be dead on SoundCloud. What are you going to do? Oh, what damn. are you going to do? You guys are fucked. Damn. Also, sorry for upsetting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen here, Millennial Manny. I'm guessing Danny. Is that Danny? That was Danny from last week. That was Danny? Yeah. Danny! (laughs) He's like, hey, I shouldn't have ripped into him so hard. I feel bad now. Well, now he's going to get quicksand graves on us. And we all know what happened last time. He made us famous. Remember that? Yeah. So first we got famous, but now they're going to get together and destroy us. Yeah. That's good. The the higher we climb, the harder we fall. So thanks for uh, leaving us those voicemails, little baby and uh, milkman Danny. Milkman Danny. If you guys want to leave us a voicemail with your hot, steamy takes on what we had to say, give us a call at 682-422-9458. Or if you don't want us making fun of your voice. By the way, milkman Danny sounds a little He, so- he also weird. sounds like a little girl. <laughs> he sounds like a... <laughs> Well, Quicksand Graves has a, has a deeper voice, so it, it'll offset yours. It won't be too bad. Yeah, y'all can don't worry about. Y'all can it. make rapanese. <laughs> Harmony was rapanese. Um, yeah, and if you don't want us making fun of your voice or you don't feel like um, actually talking on the phone, you can email us at idiotsyncraticpodcast at gmail So reach out to us. We want to hear from you, especially yep. if you're in Portugal or China or any of these other Absolutely. countries that don't have net neutrality. Give us your opinion on any of the stuff we're talking about and we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll bring it up on the show just like we any did. Any of the interest or if you have stuff that you would like for us to talk about as our interest, maybe we will. Millennial Danny and Quicksand Graves. Let's hear what you have to say about us. Oh yeah. Also, Milkman Danny, what are you stealing people's wives? 
Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> is that a self-appointed nickname? Milkman Danny? Ew. Oh, you're going to go bring some milk? You're going to bring mm. some dick? You're going to insert that dick where it don't belong? Hey, fuck you. <laughs>